Hi everyone, I'm Dan Harding, Editor-in-Chief of Power Motor Yacht. Welcome back to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast. We have uh, an emergency episode here today, joined by Executive Editor Charlie Levine, who just returned from Lake X and testing Mercury's new 600-horsepower B12 Monster. Charlie, what's going on, man? Good to see you. Oh, it was fun. It's been, a, it's been a really fun couple of weeks, for sure. It's, it's a huge fun. motor emergency. <laughs> emergency emergency podcast it just emergency had to happen podcast. yeah it's exciting to have something fun and innovative to talk about you know and apparently they've been working on it for a long time but i was clueless right right no the best kept secret i gotta say in in the industry you'd been testing a whole bunch of boats where the companies knew that the 600 was coming and mum was the word right yes <laughs> very much so it's impressive uh you know, the guys from Viking, who we were out with just a couple of weeks ago, they knew this project was going. They've got a boat with them. And yeah, they didn't say a peep. Tight as a pickle jar. I, I love it. So do me a favor. Set the scene of Lake X for those who've never been there. What does it look like, smell like? It is a super cool place that I've, you know, I've been privileged enough to get there uh, several times now. It's... Mm -hmm. I live in the Orlando area and Lake X is in St. Cloud, which is, you know, just sort of by Kissimmee and all that. And that's where Mercury has done their engine testing for literally decades. I mean, going back to the 30s. And I've gone camping out there. A friend of mine used to work there. He worked for Mr. Kirkman, who who owned Lake X and, and leased it to Mercury. But yeah, you pull up, it's just in the woods, there's lots of wildlife and deer, and you go down this long entryway, and all of a sudden there's this big dry dock with these weird fishbowl windows, and right, they've got right. a big tower, and they've really fixed it up, because Mercury did leave for a few years, but for this event, I mean, it was it was dialed up to 11, as right, they right. say. <laughs> Uh, so we pulled in and the dry dock, I had only ever been in there once years ago and it was kind of in disrepair, but mm -hmm. they've got it all cleaned up and you walked in and it was like their boat show display with the red carpets and engines on wow. display. And there it was, this new motor standing there. It was like the first thing I saw. And I mean, it's bigger than Andre the Giant. It's just the giant engine. Well, let's get right to it. You know, the bell of the ball, 600 horsepower V12. We had some side bets going as to what they'd be debuting this year. But hit me with a couple. For those who haven't read your full report at PMYMag.com, hit us with some quick specs. Yeah. So it's a, as you said, it's a V12 block, mm -hmm. uh, 600 horsepower outboard, 7.6 liter. It's got a bunch of industry firsts. It's got this steerable gear case. So only the lower unit moves. It's naturally aspirated, so there's no big whine of a turbo when you're running it. It's got a quad cam power head, and it's got this two-speed transmission, which is something I didn't even ever think of for outboards. So, But when you first see it, you know, it was funny because I walked in, and there it is, and they have the little display with the lower unit moving and we were with a mercury rep and i just said that doesn't look right <laughs> like what the hell is what is that so, something's very broken <laughs> yeah and uh so then they kind of got into explaining everything and it's it's definitely different it's not anything you've ever seen and i'm sure we'll get into it but when you're running these motors they do not move that's i mean maybe maybe we should just uh the script and, and jump into that now because that, that is definitely to me the the most staggering most innovative 
piece going here and you know really good innovation solves a problem and it seems like with the size of these motors they really had to get creative yeah to keep them able to be mounted on you know these bigger center consoles and bigger outboard powered boats they couldn't space them out too far because guys obviously they don't want one they want four and probably six in a few months So they're 27 inches, they're mounted 27 inches on center. And to put that in perspective, a 400 horse Verado is mounted 26 inches on center. So basically the center of one engine to the center of the next is 27 Mm -hmm. inches. So you could get them pretty much on any transom that you could use the other Verados. So they installed this steerable gear case. And what that does is it gets all the steering mechanisms off the transom. There's only one cord going, you know, one big bundle going into the outboard. And according to them, that system actually has more sway than a typical outboard. So a typical outboard will turn like 30 degrees. Mm -hmm. And Mercury claims this one turns up to 45 degrees, which is actually even more than an IPS pod. That's That's some real amazing range of motion on it. Yeah, and you really feel it when you're in those close quarters. I don't think it's so much, you know, because when you're at speed, the boat will only turn as tight as the hull will really let it turn. So, sure. But when you're docking and using the joystick, that's when you really feel it. I was super impressed with the 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 joystick maneuverability on the because these are, I mean, we were on fifty foot boats. Right. These were definitely the biggest boats Lake X has ever seen. Like in. <laughs> Every other time I've been to Lake X, it's been like aluminum fishing boats, you know, Um, maybe some center consoles. If that lake could talk, it would be like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, yeah. I was totally thinking. Slow down. Because back in the day, well, we ran that story about the history there. And you see these little, you know, nowadays little. Oh, yeah. 100 horsepower motors and they're out there running them 24 hours straight and doing all kinds of cool stuff. Right, right. Well, you know, Charlie, you touched on something. You mentioned the docking and the close handle maneuvering. That, that to me, was the area that I couldn't quite get my head wrapped around with these engines. Because, again, I saw the video you posted. And then the boat's making these really tight turns. And you look back and the outboards are just standing vertical. It's got to take some getting used to. And I, I can't keep thinking about backing these boats into a slip. It must take a lot of getting used to to see the outboards not pointing one way or the other. Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> And I kept saying it over and over, like, that's just weird. Um, But there is, so the engine display on the dash that has the tack and your fuel burn and all that, right in the middle of it is a a rudder indicator. Mm -hmm. So you basically know which way you're pointed. Um, And I do tend to look back at the motors when I'm especially backing up. Right. Uh, So I think it's. It's just one less thing you have to worry about. I guess you could just focus on what you're doing. And, you know, the good thing about the joystick is like when you let go, it just bounces right back. So it's not like the wheel where you all of a sudden you got to do a five lock to lock turn or something. Uh, And all of these boats had the the smart craft joystick and they've done a lot of tweaking with that system since it's first come out. This is not your generation one joystick it's amazing that's that that's exactly right and all the boats also had active trim so really i mean it's it's fully auto i mean you can adjust it manually if you choose but it sounds like you know when these boat builders tiaro boston whaler scout was there Mm -hmm. valhalla formula 
they all work super closely. Like each each builder had their own Mercury rep mm-hmm. for that one boat company, and they they obviously get it super dialed in on right. all the auto trim specs and everything. So it's it's pretty user friendly. You just jump in and go. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's if you think of it as just kind of like an IPS boat at this point. You know, I, I've done some testing with those joysticks. It's amazing how far they've come. And, and that's really what you're going to be using. You almost have to use a joystick these days. And on these, they were so quiet. Like mm. normally, maybe that's, again, because you're not hearing the steering because it's underwater, maybe. Yeah. But the, the shifting, like, you know, when this first came out, there was a lot of clunks as it shit because it's shifting all the time. Right. You know, as it's keeping you, especially when you have it in a skyhook situation and there's wind and whatnot. I really can't say I heard much of that at all. Wow. That's impressive. Well, you know, Charlie, as I uh, I look at my window here at a, a foot of snow in, in New England, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was super jealous to hear about all the different boats you got, you got aboard. But for the, for, again, for the reader who didn't read your story, what, how many boats and what did you end up testing? Yeah, it was great to have so many really reputable builders right there. Um, we had access to the Tiara 48LS, which is a brand new model right. from them. Yep. Um, we haven't written about that one yet. That was a, a really, really nice boat. Mm-hmm. The Valhalla V46, brand new boat. Um, the Formula 500 SSC, also brand new boat. And the Boston Whaler 42 Outrage, which has been around for a bit. Um, those were the four we got on, you know, we were kind of limited with time because of COVID they gave each media person sort of a window. Sure. Um, and that was cool too. You know, it was super safe. It was just me really on the boat and one other person. And then, you know, whoever was part of that boat brand. So yeah, the boats were killer. I'm not going to lie. It was like, (laughs) you could lie a little bit, lie a little (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and and everyone just let us do our thing. We we ran the boats. We tried backing them up. We tried, you know, pulling one outboard all the way out of the water and running them on, you know. So with the with the Valhalla, for example, it was a quad setup. So we lifted one boat all the way out of the water to see what it would do on three of the six hundreds, and we played around with some backing down situations, and just, I mean, they, they didn't hold us back at all they were like here go well that was that was really amazing that's one thing i was super impressed with with the piece was the comparison to the valhalla because you you and simon got to test the v46 a week or two ago that had the 450s and then this one with the 600 what what was uh i mean every boater out there wants to know what the different experiences were like well it's a i mean it's a badass boat it's just a killer boat and i was super impressed with the one we ran at the VIP event Viking hosted, and that was, mm-hmm. as you said, quad 450s topped out at 60 knots. Okay. Okay. And yeah. the the quad 600s did 64 knots. So, okay. I mean, it's not a massive jump up right. in speed. You're, you're gaining four knots, you know, five, six miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we lifted one of those 600s and ran it on three 600s, we did 57 knots. So, I mean, honestly, every user is different. You know, talking to the guys at Viking, they were just excited to offer this as an option. Sure. And they're not going to really try to persuade their buyers one way or the other. So it's there for the guy who wants it. 
you know i think there is a big weight discrepancy here you know the the 600s are are 1260 pounds i mean that's just a lot of weight whereas sure. the 450s come in at 689 pounds mm-hmm. it's a big difference it, it bulked up that's for sure and you could do some more uh, research on fuel burn and all that. I think really that boat with triple 600s is all you yeah. need. I mean, sure. I keep saying this, but I don't know why everyone is in such a rush. Like, sure, is, there's no such thing as enough horsepower, man. That's, uh, I mean, 60 miles, there's 60 knots is you're flying. It's not 70, so, though. It's not 70. <laughs> 70 knots is ridiculous. It's, you know, how many days can you really go that fast? Well, more more days than we have available. That that's that's for sure. But you know, we talk about the difference between the weight. I mean, there is also a bit of a price difference in in these models. But I guess it's not as astronomical as I might have expected. I I think we said that uh, the the four fifties were in the upper fifty thousand dollar range, and I think the base price for the six hundred is around seventy seven. Yeah, that's what they said. So I'm sure there's some options and different. You know, I know there's several different throttle and shift controls you can get, so you can play around with that. But yes, the number they quoted mm-hmm. me at was 77k for okay. one 600, which is when you have to get or when you're mounting four of them on the back of the boat. <laughs> you know, that's uh, a significant that that adds up. Math is not my strong suit, but yeah, that certainly that certainly adds up. Charlie, I think we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't uh, take a quick step back and talk about the maintenance of these motors because again it's such a different steering system and things like that you seem pretty impressed with the improved maintenance access yeah it was really cool i asked that was one of my questions when we were sort of after we ran all the boats and mm-hmm. um asked you know what is your the maintenance schedule and a typical outboard you're looking at like routine maintenance 100 hours and then 300 hours um now according to mercury this motor does not need routine maintenance until you hit 200 hours which is a lot of running time i mean unless you're a a charter captain or somebody who's out there every day Mm -hmm. 200 hours is significant and to do that first maintenance you just lift the hood on this motor so amazing it's got a hood you just (laughs) click a button in the top right yeah Yeah. you it's sort of like a, a you kind of unclick it and the top of the motor lifts up like the hood of a car but it's on a gas-powered strut, so it's sort of slow and easy going. And then right there on top of the engine are your oil fill, fluid checks, dipsticks. Mm-hmm. You can change the transmission fluid right from there. You can um, change the gear lube. So you don't actually have to take it out of the water for that first check. You don't even have to take the full cowling off. You just have to pop the, the hood open. Wow. So, Charlie, the the final question, I want you to get your crystal ball out, light light some candles. Where do we go from here? Mercury seems to be stepping in, stepping into the wake that Seven left behind. This time next year, what what are we what are we testing at Lake X? How big can they realistically go? I mean, who's to say? The one other thing that they launched with this motor was a two-speed transmission. So that does open a lot of doors too. Mm-hmm. because now these not only are these big motors super powerful but they're really torquey it, this motor has a low gear and a high gear and it shifts automatically because like that formula 500 we ran that's a forty-seven thousand pound mm-hmm. boat that's a big flipping boat you know yeah yeah to get that thing up on plane it, it starts in low gear it gets up on plane and then it'll shift you know 4500 rpm something like that and you 
I honestly did not even feel it shift or hear it or anything. Wow. If you're staring at the tachometer, you'll see the see the RPMs drop and then go back up as you get up on up to cruise. But I think that opens a lot of doors, and maybe by using that transmission, maybe some of these smaller motors too could actually power bigger boats. Mm. Uh, but That's who's to point. say, man? This is a V12 motor. I would imagine they could get more horsepower just out of that block. Sure, sure. Yeah. This thing is bigger than what you find in a full-ton pickup truck that can tow 30,000 pounds. I, I love that line in your story. I, I think I had to read that three times. It's like, is that, this is in and outboard. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a big motor. And I mean, there's a lot of things we haven't even touched on. You know, another weird thing about this was there's no water output. You know how when you're running an outboard, you always kind of look to make sure it's pissing, as yeah, we say, yeah. and make sure there's no obstruction or anything in the cooling system. And this motor doesn't have that. So that was a little strange. Mm-hmm. And there was a few times where we were backing around and doing stuff where it looked like the motors were smoking, but it was actually steam. Mm. And the engineers explained to me why, and I, you know, whatever, flew right <laughs> over my head. But it was, they do let out a bunch of steam as they're doing all this stuff, just because mm-hmm. there's so much heat buildup in there. So that was something. But I, I don't know, man. I'm, the boats keep getting bigger. They keep throwing outboards on all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And and also, one thing we never talked about, on this same engine block, they launched a 500-horsepower outboard, which is geared towards commercial applications. Really? So that outboard is going to have a, a super amount of torque. And I think you'll see that on things like, you know, smaller tow boats mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. commercial, maybe some dredges or barges, that kind of stuff. Tugs, um, probably not a tug. So they, they didn't even talk about that. <laughs> you know, they've been doing a lot of research. They've been pumping out the innovation, the duo prop system. You're turning seven blades, right? That's a lot of water to push. You know, it's got contra-rotating props, so they're spinning opposite directions. And one of the blades is bigger than the other. I believe the back blade was larger. Um, so it's got a four-blade prop and a three-blade prop. So that opens up more doors, too. I think we will see that on lower horsepower motors. Again, we just talk about how good innovation solves a problem. And forever, you know, outboards have been haunted by the, the torque question and that's that's something you know, mercury is attacking with everything they got it seems like yeah it's just trying to do what customers want you know mm-hmm. they want a big boat that can be run by outboards and and fly they want it to have the yeah. same performance as a smaller boat mm-hmm. and i guess who's to say you can't do that right awesome no no well well said Charlie, I wanted to, uh, you know, thank you for for all the good reporting you did out of uh, out of Lake X. Again, for anyone who hasn't seen it already, you got more information and, and specs in your story online at pmymag.com and in the April issue of Power Murdiot. Charlie, I will be uh, I will be coming down there next year to to Lake X. I'm not letting you have all this fun by yourself again. So yeah, come on down. I'm I'm, I'm making a trip. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Charlie. And thanks, everyone, for listening to Power Motor Yacht Podcast. We'll see you guys out on the water.